All right. Here we are. Episode eight. This one's going to be titled The Bahamian Experience. We've got some special guests on tonight, and and we had a little bit of a uh, short break, extended break. One of our members, Jacob, we've been talking about it for a while. Uh, he finally had his kid. Hey, Jake, I know you're going to listen to this. We're proud of you. And I'm sure you're holding that baby or trying to help your Jess right now, but you couldn't be on and you're missing it. But, hey, like I said, Bahamian experience. we got two special guests on tonight. Uh, guy that goes by BJ. The guy yeah. that goes by Wani, baby. Yeah. I'm glad to have you all on. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks for having us. Glad Thank to be you here. Having us. And also tonight we got Sam, my brother Sam. He's he's talking mass out the I ain't gonna finish that. Everybody heard it the first time. And then we got my boy Drew Hampton Desark. Hopefully he stays the whole time. I know he, I know he probably will. <laughs> I'll make it about three minutes. Yeah, there's no freezing rain in the forecast, so he's probably okay right now. But uh, <laughs> glad to have everybody on here and just kind of to get everything kind of started. Let's let's get right to the introductions. Uh, we'll start with BJ, hometown hero. Let's hear yeah. it, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm Byron Johnson. They call me BJ. I'm originally from Freeport, Bahamas. I've been here in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas for about 15 years now. And I've had some time to get acclimated and become a true Arkansan. I've been duck hunting, deer hunting, dove hunting. I'm just an all-around Arkansan, really. I'm just glad to be here. Man, we're glad to have you here. I think I think you've learned quite a bit ever since you've been here, though, haven't you? <laughs> right. And it might not be good. I mean, I, <laughs> I know the first day that uh, we handed you a gun and you just started pointing it around, we had to... We had to go through some Hunter Ed stuff right off the bat. So, uh, but I, I'd say that the progression of watching you shoot, you're a lefty. Nobody knows that, but I mean, you're a lefty. So that takes a little bit of, it took me some training to kind of figure out how I was going to teach you how to shoot. Cause I, right. I never shot left handed before, but, uh, Sam, Sam tells me, Hey, I got, I got a roommate. He's from the Bahamas. And he's going to come out here and shoot some dove with us. I was like, oh, my God, this is not good. <laughs> well, and here's, here's, the good. Biggest, here's the biggest problem BJ has is he let Wit teach him how to shoot a gun. That is the <laughs> worst thing that could ever happen. I mean, I mean, he came with that Call of Duty background. He just yeah. didn't come with that killer background. You know what I mean? Come, come in there with a gold gun. <laughs> Now I'm certified. He was, he, was at, he was asking where we go get this camo paint, you know, like where we're going to, uh, he was, he listened to Seth's episode. He's wondering how we, what, do we put any face paint on when we go hunting? What do we do out here? So <laughs> little, little beer blood on your cheeks. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I mean, kind of getting into that. Was that one of your first hunts though, BJ? I think you've hunted several times before you hunted out here, but uh, kind of what's your background in terms of hunting so far? I mean, you've, no, so you've sh- when I first got here, uh, I met a pharmacist named Rob, and he took me down to uh, DeWitt, Arkansas. We went deer hunting a couple times. Outside of that, my only hunting experience would be fishing in the Bahamas. <laughs> if you count that, that was about it. Yeah, that's that's like an out-of-this-world experience in my mind. I mean, you get to the Bahamas in that clear water and – 
and go fishing and that's gonna be hard to beat but uh we're gonna we're gonna jump off of you for just a second because i know oh. you're feeling the pressure uh we're gonna get over <laughs> here to wani wani will you introduce yourself man all right uh my name is ajuan lockhart but to keep it short and sweet you can call me wani um i'm from the bahamas like bj and with to correct you on your pronunciation it's bohemian yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm also from Freeport as well, but I grew up mostly in Nassau, which is the capital of the Bahamas, New Providence. And um, this weekend was my first actual hunt. Just like BJ, outside of fishing and spare fishing, I haven't done any uh, land-based hunt, hunting. So this is my first time doing a land-based hunt. And what did you think about it? You got guided by Sam, so I know there was probably some experience there. <laughs> <laughs> Sam did an awesome job. He took us to exactly where the ducks would be. Uh, he spoke about where the ducks would fly. At first, I was a little skeptical because he was like, oh, they would come from this way, from the southwest. They fly into the wind, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And the ducks did exactly what he what he said. So I was like, okay, this guy know what know what he's talking about. The only thing was I forgot my shotgun at my mom's. <laughs> Why am I not surprised by that? Yeah. We had a good time though. Did you bring plenty brought... did you bring plenty of shells though, at least? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Plenty of shells and some peanuts. Dad gave me. Yeah, they munched on those all, all afternoon. <laughs> Other than actually hitting ducks, the best experience was the peanuts. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'm glad y'all got to go do that. Y'all had a really nice day for it. And uh, in all honesty, that field had been uh, loading up with ducks for quite some time. So uh, it was needing to be shot up, run them out of there, shoot them when they're there. That's kind of a good mentality. Um, as we get into later parts of the year here and, and uh, Wani and uh, – BJ kind of in past episodes, we've been talking about it a little bit, but uh, Arkansas kind of in the spot that we're at is it takes a little bit later in the year to get some birds. And then about the time season's over with here, they are, they show up and we're glad to shoot them when they're here. And uh, me and Drew had a little bit of fun with them uh, on the reservoir that day. Uh, mm -hmm. Drew, you got any insight on that story? I know. I know we didn't kill a band like we did the last time we were on the reservoir and you didn't fall in, but uh, we still had a pretty good time. Oh, I had a great time. Almost ran out of shells, uh, which uh, I think I've had the same box of shells for at least three years now because that just goes to show you how much I shoot or I'm just that accurate, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the whole time we were going out there in the morning, I said, I'm so worried I'm going to fall in. And I get out of the boat and it's ankle deep. And I'm thought, thank goodness. Cause if it would have been any higher, I'd have fell in. I'd have found a way to fall in, but thank God uh, for a dry year. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. But the weather was nice. I mean, it was, it was cloudy. The birds really wanted to work where we were set up at and, uh, had a good spread out there. And, uh, I don't want to talk about my basketball shooting, uh, because I probably would have been at under 30% for my shots, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but other than that, uh, we had a good time. We actually had a, a I think a three or four man limit. It was, uh, it was, it was a good time. 
they uh, uh the birds did fly good that morning and we were on the back side of our reservoir which we try not to hunt it very much throughout the year just because you gotta have a spot for them to set up but uh, it was kind of one of those perfect storm kind of mornings where uh my youngest brother john was with us and and we kind of plotted against them a little bit. We'd seen them over there for a few days, and, and we were very fortunate to have them lined out. Um, I wasn't like Sam telling them, you know, which way the wind was blowing and which <laughs> way they're going to land or anything, but we sure had a good time with that. Uh, Sam, you got to shoot them with me on the reservoir that next time, and I'm pretty sure you shot every single one you shot on the water, didn't you? Yeah, just about. I, mean, I was trying to save some shells. Yeah, you know, everybody's... Like- Everybody's in the uh, shell saving mode. I I'm under the impression that if I if I get to shoot, all three are going off. I mean, we're going to oh, shoot I'm all ready. three every time. Hey, I'm sending it. Hey, late season, you can't hardly find them at Walmart. You know, Fort <laughs> Thompson. They got that's where I like for. to get them. Just slide in there. There's a Walmart in every town. That's right. Get no, those Ed, shells where you can. I'm with you, Ed. I like to save one just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, and, and getting back to that, uh, just to a little bit more background on on uh, BJ and Wani. Uh, BJ, currently you're a pharmacist. You, I think you got a little co-ownership somewhere, don't you? I do, out there in Forest City, Arkansas. What's the name of that place you, y'all are part of? I want St. Francis Discount Pharmacy. Come see me if you're ever in Forest City, Arkansas. <laughs> He'll give you a COVID shot. I know he will. He might even sell you a COVID test or two. Oh, 100%. (laughs) He's going to have discount pharmacy. I I love it. Uh, Is that where you plan on spending most of your time? Or are we going to get something closer? What's the plan there, BJ? Uh, For the short term, the plan is to get out there and continue to help that community and grow it as much as I can. More long term is to open up a few other locations maybe other parts of Arkansas, maybe closer to central Arkansas. And then the really, really long-term plan is to open one up back in the mall. I'm trying to spread it on out. When you open that one in the Bahamas, I'm going to come see you out there. Come on down. Are you going to move out there or what's the plan? Oh, that's the retirement goal for sure. Retirement. You're not going to retire in Florida like everybody else does? No. (laughs) I need to go home. That's right. Uh, and then, Wani, uh, your your professional uh, job, you're a mechanical engineer, aren't you, on, on different marine outboards, et cetera? Yeah. So I work on outboard engines, on inboard as, inboards as well. So Yamahas, Mercury's, Tahatsu's, Suzuki's. I do all of those. Um, I also do uh, electrical installs, so... Whether you want a sound system on your boat, uh, GPS on your boat, I do all of those. Um, I know you guys do a lot of bass fishing out here, so I'm big into that market as well. I don't like working on them, but, you know, if it pays, I'm there. (laughs) So if you guys know anybody who need any uh, bass boat work done, I can fly out to Arkansas and do it. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. But right no, now, I, so, oh, sorry, Rick. Go ahead. Um, 
I was going to say I work out of uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. But uh, like I said, if you guys need any outboard work done or boat work done, you could call me and I could fly in. I'd give you a good rate. <laughs> Just let me know. I love it. I I think anytime I've tried to do an electrical work on my boat, it, it usually screws something else up. So <laughs> that's, I, I think that kind of hearing from your talk though, that's kind of your least favorite, I guess. You don't like that very much. I, I love the electrical work. I just don't like it. Like to do it on the bass boats because it's such a tight and small space. I think that was my main complaint as well. I It's like yeah. I would take up half of the, uh, the front end of the boat, and I would be like, "Oh my gosh! Now how do I put this all back together?" I, it's uh, nothing was easy about it. I, yeah. I didn't have the correct tools, etc. I don't know if they make a correct tool for the tight areas that you have. Um, running it through the middle of the hole, etc. Most of my wires are exposed; they're not hidden. So <laughs> you probably do a lot better work. And uh, do not call me for that. I will not show up. Uh, I think we'll get you there. I think you could get away with it on fresh water, but as far as salt water, no, everything needs to be hidden. You got to hide it. You got to have yeah. it away from the elements. That's for yep. sure. <laughs> I know that, uh, you know, we're trying we're, we're into kind of the, you know, duck hunting season and all, but, uh, the rest of this episode, I think we're going to kind of spend some time just talking Marine, uh, and getting some of the topics that BJ and, uh, want to know the best because like he's just hinted at, he spends a majority of his time working on something that is on the water all day, every day. I mean, the rigors of that is tough. I, you don't want to be out in the middle of the ocean and, and have something like that mess up. So, uh, is, is there like a company that you're based out of, or is this, uh, primarily a private kind of, uh, endeavor? What's going on there, Wani? Um, Currently, I'm in between companies. So I originally worked for a company called Bubba's Marine, moving on from those to a place called Ramsey, Ramsey's Marine. But I also do my own thing on the side, Lockheed's Marine Repair. And uh, that's like my, that's my baby. And I'm growing that to be one day my own company. So, uh, yeah. Do you currently have anybody employed with you, or are no? You, just uh, me. <laughs> just me. I'm. I'm. I'm not that big as yet. Hey, one day you will be. That, one day, yeah, yeah. There. I'm working towards that. Well, that's awesome. I know that, uh, uh, Byron. You you got family back home that's got several boats. Would you trust this guy working on that or what? Oh, definitely. I trust one to work on, on anything. There you go. I, I'm pretty sure the uh, the car you drive right now needs a little bit of work. So yeah, 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 it does. It does. <laughs> it definitely does. <laughs> While he's in town, did you ask any favors or what? <laughs> right. Can you replace his windshield for me? <laughs> he tried to get rid of it, so I didn't pressure him too much. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Sam, uh, I know that you've been down to the Bahamas and can kind of ask some better questions in terms of, you know, the marine life there and all. Do you got anything off the top of your head? Yeah, so um, 
Byron, he showed me a couple of videos of his cousin uh, diving down to uh, catch lobsters. And uh, the cool thing about those is the, these lobsters, they don't have claws at all. But um, I don't know if they've been on those, any of those fishing trips or not, but have, have y'all been before to catch lobsters? Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what was it? Um, kind of walk me through it's kind of a situation where you do that and, and um okay so you guys call them lobster okay, yeah we call them crawfish okay. uh so a typical crawfish hunt quote unquote goes um like we would take a boat out and we would look for areas what we call either shoals or reefs they they normally are the homes for for crawfish and what you they would normally be in about let's say anywhere from 10 to about 30 feet of water um you kind of find these shoals and it's like a guess as to whether the lobster is there or not so you dive down you uh look under these shoals so it's like a shelf almost and in some instances you're lucky enough to see because they have antennas so just like how a, a roach would have an antenna these are the roaches of the sea <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but they taste so good <laughs> they taste good yeah yeah Byron. i think i'd rather eat that one better <laughs> yeah yeah, one time Byron showed me a picture of 50 of them laid out there. Is there a limit uh, per day or is there a certain season for them or can you get them year-round there? There is a, there isn't a limit. There's a season. The season runs from March 31st to uh, November 1st. And anywhere in that season, you could catch as many lobsters as you could. That's for a local. As far as a visitor... I can't remember the exact number for a visitor, but as far as a local, there isn't a limit because it's, there's a, it's such a big commercial product and a lot of the people who catch the product are locals, so there isn't a limit on it. Uh, and uh, do you catch them with your hands? Do you use a net, uh, kind of like a spear gun? How, how are y'all getting them? We, call, we use something that's called uh, a spear and hawaiian sling or you could use uh there's a hooker that we use as well but the most popular method is using the spare and hawaiian sling and to describe a spare and a hawaiian sling um a spare would be similar to i don't know you guys hunt so similar to like an arrow yeah on uh, a bow but it's you could get them anywhere from six feet to eight feet long. Okay. And they come in different weights as well. And a Hawaiian sling would, I can't really like this. A giant rubber band. Like a rubber band, giant basically. Band. Okay. Yeah. So you load the spear into a giant rubber band. Yeah. You pull it back and you shoot whatever you're aiming at. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's neat. Yeah. I don't know if hey, I can so, so what's the. So what's the capabilities of like taking down that big tiger shark if it's coming at you with one of those? <laughs> I, because I, I mean we're talking because we're talking about going and catching these crawfish and and I'm thinking mud flats of Louisiana crawfish like the little mud 
fish, right? <laughs> and and y'all are talking about diving down ten to thirty foot in the ocean with sharks. <laughs> I don't is think, there protection? Do you have somebody watching you? What's the plan there? The best thing is to dive with somebody. But as far as protection, the only thing you have is your spare, really. And your spare, it wouldn't kill the shark, but you could shoot it at it and hopefully you hit it and deter it. But as far as killing the shark, no, that wouldn't do it. <laughs> you just piss it off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not trying to piss them off. We're we're just trying to survive here at this moment. I would outswim Sam so fast. Oh my hey, god! I'm gonna put that shark in the move where you flip it upside down and it. Oh. <laughs> put it in a full Nelson. That That's a full quick. Nelson. Okay, there you go, Jake. That's for you. There bro. you go, Jake. Shout out to you, buddy. <laughs> I, hey, so I got to ask too. Like, are you guys when you're swimming out there? Are you snorkeling? Or are you using scuba gear? Like how are, how are y'all doing that? Straight snorkeling, snorkel, free dive. So that's basically free diving then for these yep. uh, for crawfish. Yeah. What what's become a popular sport, you know, for you guys is natural for us. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you aim for one of them things? Like, do you aim for the tail? You aim for the head, obviously. I would assume, but uh, uh, I, I don't know. You aim. You aim for like. Mid torso, yeah, or the head, because normally, even though you hit them in the head or the mid torso, they still kind of kick around. So that's what you kind of aim for to make it a little bit easier for you, because sometimes they would kick and they kick right off of the spear. And then you got to like chase after them with your hand. (laughs) I don't, uh, if I could describe it on video, it's, it's almost like they do like, they do like this. Yeah, right. I can't describe it at first. Yeah, it's almost like a clap. Right. A little jackknife until they wiggle off of it. Yeah. Yeah, get the hell out of dog. Very, very elusive sounding beast there. I, I'm, uh, you're kind of at their mercy once you shoot, kind of what I'm yeah. hearing. And then, uh, I mean, the spear, is there, is it similar to like bow fishing with us where, uh, or is the spear just, a single point or does it have anything that opens once it goes through them to where it kind of will uh kind of grab them hold them you know what i'm talking about with this uh bow fishing yeah there's a bob on the end okay yeah Do you, is uh and that kind of asks uh leads to another question is there any bow fishing that's to be had in the bahamas or uh, or is that kind of more of an inshore united states thing no yeah. that's more of a and show our states thing. Yeah, we, I've never seen it done no. back home. Yeah, lots of times it consists of fishing at night with lights on the front of a boat. Uh, you see fish like gar, uh, sheephead, etc., redfish. I've seen people catch like that. Um, I think kind of in, in, in just kind of giving everybody a broad picture from this. I mean, the Bahamas is how far from the tip of Florida? What is it? It's not... Uh-huh. It's not far at all, huh? No, our island is 55 miles off the coast of West Palm Beach, Florida. That is so awesome to think about. I mean, surely our boy Juan E right here is working on a boat that we can just ride across with. I mean, 
Is that in the works, or you got your own vessel? What what's going on there? <laughs> Not as yet, but if you guys want to make something happen, we can make it happen. <laughs> I know some people like it call. Oh yeah, I have an uncle that can come pick us up right on on the shore. <laughs> Just bring uh, your passport. We can make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring my little uh, uh, bass caster. I'll I'll be ready to go. Maybe a spinning rod or two. Um, I think that would be a blast, though. Um, I don't think I, I think I would watch from the safety of the boat. I'm kind of a chicken for the ocean, um, but I'd I'd throw chunks out there and watch y'all swim away from them. I ain't scared of them if I'm in the boat. <laughs> but I, I think that's pretty awesome. I, uh, so crawfish is a big uh, kind of delicacy there. I think uh, BJ, you were kind of talking one time to me about different ways to cook it, and and here the main thing is just basically steaming it, you know, uh, maybe, uh, boiling it to some extent, but you've kind of given us some different ways. I think your mom is a great cook. And I don't mean to bring your mama into this, but <laughs> is there any other good ways to do that? I think my favorite way is uh, just on the grill, just pull it out of the water on the grill with some butter, but that's like a sizzle. Just get it done. Hey, since we're on the topic of food, I'd like to touch on the old infamous cot. Conk? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my favorite conk. food of so all is, time. So is conk cot, or how, how do y'all acquire it? Uh, you just pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you just go on the, the ocean floor and pick it up. They move so slowly, like they can't run away. You just grab the shell and take it up to the boat. It's like a big snail on the ocean floor. That's right. all. I might be able to catch those then. I, I don't know about Drew. <laughs> I mean, you float, no, Drew? No. <laughs> could you free dive, Rhett? If you could free dive, you could get them. Uh, no, you better put some wing floaties on me. You better put a life jacket. <laughs> uh, the, the, the good thing about bow fishing is you ain't got to worry about drowning unless you jump in the water. And with that, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. We'll send you down, Sam. You'd sink down there, wouldn't you? The conch, though, uh, I mean, so big snail, bottom of the ocean floor, uh, kind of a similar fashion. You steam that or you throw that on the grill too, BJ? Oh, there's so many different so ways. Many yeah, yeah let's, let's hear it because I had about five different ways when I was yeah. down there. Yeah. And, I think, and I think there's five different more to go. Yeah. You had stew conch? So I think my favorite was conch stew mm -hmm. uh, that your mom made the first day. Uh, but I really liked uh, crack conch. That oh, was good. Yeah. The fried way. Uh -huh. um, with with co cocktail sauce uh, yeah, and tartar sauce too sometimes yeah i don't know if i had uh the uh conch salad, conch salad. Did the raw one that was chopped up with like bell peppers and onions and tomatoes i may have had yeah with the ice cold beer yeah so conch salad is equivalent to uh ceviche if you ever had ceviche is that's like conch salad mm -hmm. so you got your jumbo shrimp you got your Right, Fried exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, grilled conch, squirt conch, cracked conch, conch fritters, conch and rice, <laughs> stewed conch. You could do curry mm. conch. Curry conch. Oh, but let's let's also touch on Johnny Cake. Oh, yeah. oh my God! <laughs> oh, yeah. I had I had conch stew and Johnny with Johnny, Johnny Cake, yeah. and uh, he tried to explain it to me, and I didn't get it. But it tasted more like uh, cornbread. Yeah. And yeah. kind of like a cake, you know. Mixed. Right. It's like yeah. somewhere between. It's oh, called a Johnny cake. Wait, you, you ate Johnny? You ate Johnny? 
Yeah, do you know the name behind that, Byron? How it got that? Or is that from Johnny Cake? Is the, the name is actually, we call it Johnny Cake as in a person's name, uh-huh. but the name is actually Journey Cake. Journey. Because it's, because it's, uh, it came from the slaves who came over and they made this type of cake and it carried on down the line. So they called it Journey Cake. And over the time, it became uh, Johnny Cake. Just from the accent. Just the accents oh, yeah. and what's not. So it's Johnny Cake now. So mm-hmm. in, in regards to that that type of cake, is it like a sweet delicacy or is it kind of a fulfilling thing, kind of like cornbread like Sam was talking about? Right. It's more similar to cornbread. You kind of eat it on the side of Kung Stu, like he said. Oh, it's kind of yeah. like having like soup and like bread on the side of it. Yeah. They kind of pair well together. I, and and then you said different uh, kind of accent there. It are the different ir- islands? Do they have their own kind of dialect? Do they have yeah, their yeah, own kind of accents? Do. Really? They do. They definitely do. <laughs> is there one that y'all make fun of, in in particular, or is like is how different is it? Like, uh, I think there there are like three to four islands that have different accents. So my, my mother, she's originally from an island called Long Island. They have a particular accent. And it's similar to uh, people with Boston accents. Um, then you have uh, people from the island called Andres Island. They have a particular accent. It's, hard. it's really harsh. Yeah. The way they talk. <laughs> Then you have people from Eleuthera. They have a particular accent. And uh, people from Inagua, where my grandmother is from, that's the southernmost island of all the islands. So it's closer to Cuba and all of the other Spanish-speaking countries down there. Yeah. So they have like the, the influence of those countries in their accent yeah. kind of melted together. So it's a little different than us from the most northern island of all the islands. That's awesome. So, so your island is what you would call the main island. Is that what we're talking about? Capital uh, we, city island. Ours is more of the second. Nassau, which is on New Providence, is the capital uh, and the, the most populous island of them all. And then Freeport, which is on Grand Bahama Island, is the second most populous island. So it's it's almost like a, a broken English dialect in some ways. When I was exactly, in Nassau, yes. I kind of heard that a little bit myself, but... I don't know if that was just from where they may have been from. Is that kind of the same thing, or are we talking about a little bit different than that? It's just a broken think, English with uh, a few of our own made-up words and our words that uh, we've come to use over the years melted together. So it's basic, it's English at its core, but it's probably harder for you all to understand because we speak very quickly and words are kind of jumbled together. Jumbled together right. <laughs> The best way I can explain it is uh, it seems like when I got down there, everybody kind of talks like Yoda. Like they say the <laughs> words backwards. The words backwards. Yeah, and true, it, true yeah. brand. Yeah. <laughs> like um, it's like uh, the squirrel, did you hear it? <laughs> or um, the the wind, do you feel it? Oh, I mean, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just kinda, <laughs> I noticed that it's like, and uh, I noticed it with Byron's mom. She's like, the smell, 
do you, or I don't know. It's just like, do you hear it? It's just like, do you hear the smell? Yeah. <laughs> the order we put the words yeah, in. It's different. different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool because um, as soon as Wani came up here to hang out, Byron just, he just picked, picked up his accent, accent back. right back. And I was like, oh my God, he, he can adapt just like, yeah. you know, real quick. And it, it was neat because I felt like I was back in the Bahamas, you know, because yeah. everybody talked, you know, a certain way down there. That's awesome. I mean, we're talking about, you know, we're laughing about how they talk, but you just, Listen to me talk right now. I mean, this is <laughs> this is laughable probably down there for sure, especially no up north. The way you guys talk as well. <laughs> you know, I, I spent some time in Louisiana, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I thought I was – I spoke awful. <laughs> and then I go speak to some Cajuns. I mean – Listen and, to that Cajun and, speak, yeah. Yeah, Cajuns are as close as I've gotten to, uh, like, hearing a – Bahamian speak. I mean, they, they, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, oh, yeah. it's, just it's kind yeah. of jumbled and it's kind of, uh, kind of like Sam said, it's just different. And so, yeah. uh, we don't hear that every day. And, and it's funny to hear Sam say that BJ adjusted so quickly because I was just kind of thinking in my mind, I was like, my gosh, you know, I hear Wani talk and, and no offense, Wani, it's different to me, but, the everyday BJ I talk to, I'm like, it's like he grew up in about three miles down the road from me. He's in the back. He's adjusted. <laughs> it's like, you know, he grew up. He was out here gardening with his ma and pa. He's he's adjusted Listen, to Sam's accent pretty strong. So. Don't worry. We tease him about it. All we time. tease him about it. So because, because when I first got to Arkansas, I was the only one from the Bahamas. So I got tired of people saying, I'm sorry, what? Can you repeat yourself? What was that? So I would slow down, like, do you know where the mall is? So eventually <laughs> I started to change it a little bit so that people can understand me. But whenever I get around people from home, it automatically comes back. Yeah. Uh, it's like everybody kind of has a uh, a telephone voice, you know? Everybody right. talks a little bit different when they're on the phone or yeah, or if exactly. they're the, some specific place, etc. So uh, I think that's a, a big key part of it. But you know, we've talked a little bit about the food there. We talked about going and catching crawfish, but uh, you know, both you and Wani BJ are um, y'all were big fishermen when you were there. Did a lot of fishing. Um, I know personally that, uh, in my experience, that quite a there's a pretty important uh, uh, billfish tournament off of Bahamas. Uh, there's a boat that I got to fish on called K-Moss that got to go down there. And I think they actually won it one year. So, uh, that's pretty awesome. And, um, y'all have any experience catching many billfish or is that not part of your record? I haven't. No, I haven't. No, we typically catch them fish for things like a red snapper, grouper, tuna, wahoo, mahi, mahi. Uh, things of that nature, but I don't think yeah. we've done much. Billfish is most mostly for uh, people who visit. You know, that's a big game fish for those type of people. But uh, as far as the locals, uh, we don't do it because mostly with the locals, we fish for a lot of stuff that we could take home and eat. 
and billfish isn't something we take home and eat so that's why we don't really fish for it like that okay yeah so um if you were to target a fish you know that you like to eat what's your favorite fish um to catch out there and is it out um in kind of like the deep sea or is it kind of closer to the banks or inshore you know what i'm saying mm, it depends like it, personally for me my favorite would be red snapper yeah yeah and that's, that's more of a deep, deep sea yeah. fish yeah. so we don't go on those trips that often when you do go you come back with 50 60 of them mm -hmm. and we just divvy, divvy it up between the cousins or whoever else went on the fishing trip and you keep that in the freezer for however long but that's the main one i like my mother's favorite is my mother's favorite is barracuda Really? Wait, isn't that a poisonous fish? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Everybody yeah. from America says that. So uh, I'd say maybe 25% of the time she eats it, she gets poison. Oh, but wow. she loves it so much that she just deals with it. It's, it's <laughs> isn't crazy. that that one song? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Barracuda. Barracuda. Barracuda, yeah. <laughs> and what do you think your favorite fish is? Yeah. My favorite grouper. I'll tell you that a uh, sauteed grouper is really good, though, right off the bat. Wow. My favorite fish would have to be probably red snapper as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, red snapper. Also, barracuda as well. I have never gotten poisoned <laughs> from barracuda. Knock on wood. Uh, but I have gotten poison from a fish we call Jack, um, horse eye Jack. That was the worst experience ever, <laughs> but I definitely would eat it again. It was worth it. <laughs> for sure. Um, I don't know if you guys That's... eat anything that, that'll poison you. Yeah, we try to stay away from that. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I, thought I, I thought I was allergic to shrimp back in the day. <laughs> Because I'd have have some labored breathing back when I to eat shellfish, but I think I think I was just being a little dramatic. <laughs> or, or he ate too much, is what it was. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but to get poison, you got to go to the right rivers here in Arkansas to get poison. You just got to be careful. Okay. You know, you know, I saw uh, a report today on my phone. I was looking through Game and Fish put a thing about uh, in North Arkansas the walleye. I don't know if y'all know what walleye is or not, but uh, the walleye coming out of some of those bigger lakes were having high levels of mercury. And they were like, don't eat a ton of it. You get mercury poison. I was like, well, that's awful weird. But I, I'm super glad that I don't ever eat walleye. I think the only experience I've had with that was uh, my mother-in-law ordered it one time at a restaurant and it was fried and I was like, the worst decision of her life for sure. But um, other than that, I mean, kind of some local fish, you mentioned bass fishing. That's kind of what, you know, bass fishing, uh, we call them crappie here in Louisiana. They call it sackalay. Um, crappie fishing is also a passion of most of ours. Me and Sam, Sam used to be all about it. He was the only one in the family who wanted to go crappie fishing. And then, and then I took it up. And then Sam quit, and he started bass fishing again. So uh, we enjoyed that, and, and we eat that all the time. Sometime, you know, we'll have to get both you and BJ out, and we'll eat that. But, BJ, you've had catfish here. 
Was there catfish yep. in uh, Bahamas? I guess saltwater catfish, like hardheads. Do you do you catch any of those or eat that? Not at all. Okay. I, I didn't hear about catfish until I came to Arkansas. Yeah. What do you think yeah. about it? Scale yeah, of one to ten. <laughs> you said scale of one to ten. I don't think catfish is a fish. It doesn't count. What? <laughs> it's in the water. Oh, oh you just heard every Arkansas feelings right there. It's the it Arkansas is, fish. It is terrible compared to all the other fish. Oh, oh question, BJ. Is uh, it terrible because of how they prepare it? Or is it just a terrible thing? You know what? That's a, that's a very good question. <laughs> I think that would be it. Because, I mean, back home, when you eat fish and you have like a, a piece of fried fish, it's the fish. I mean, bones, tail, head, eye, mouth, everything. So I had to get used to like the, I guess the fillet style fillet you guys do here. Okay. And I, I guess if a catfish was seasoned pretty nicely, it may be. Oh, you're trying to say they don't season that fish? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Now, now, salt's not now a seasoning. seasoning. What kind of seasoning <laughs> are you talking seasoning. about? <laughs> Normally, Chef how we BJ. season how we season our fish back home would be salt, lime, and pepper. Lots and lots of pepper. Lots and lots of pepper. No There's Tony Saturies? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you're types. missing out then. Golly, you're missing out. Man. People back home, they make this. Uh, well, Sam got a chance to see it. Uh, it's like a pepper sauce. Uh, what do you think, what's the base of that? Like vinegar? Yeah. Pepper sauce? Like when they have that the mason jar with all different uh, Lime and whatever your particular pepper right. is. There's some, some salt. liquid base, and they have... Uh, like jalapenos, habaneros, uh, ghost peppers, and something we have in the bottom is called goat pepper. And they would put it all in this jar and just shake it up and you just let it sit in the fridge for ever, really. Yeah. And you just open that up and pour all that goodness over whatever you're eating. It's amazing. You tried it on... What did you try it on? I tried it on the stew. On the stew. With fish. the Johnny stew Cake, yeah. How did you like it? Oh, man, it just sat just perfect for <laughs> me. I mean, I was, I was sitting there... <laughs> Just rubbing my tummy with one hand, and just, I was I was thankful that day to be able to get down there, breathe breathe the fresh air of the Bahamas. Um, just a little side note, uh, BJ was saying that, uh, yeah, the Bahamas have some of the freshest air um, yeah. in the world because it's coming off that the ocean there. Yeah, yeah, some of the freshest. So, so I yeah, maybe one day I'll be able to retire. And just move down there and just breathe that fresh air. There you go. That's the plan. Yeah. So before you guys continue, I have a question for Sam. What was your favorite, most favorite food uh, visiting home in the Man. Bahamas? Oh my God! I mean, you have to choose. I mean, if I if I had to eat it every day, right, it'd be every punk. day. Yeah, yeah, I could eat it just every other way. Grilled one day. Okay. Stewed the next. Yeah. Fried the next. I mean, it just. It kind of tasted like chicken in a way. I, mean, I, know that, I know that's what everybody says, but the stereotypical you know, saying. Yeah, but it, it literally it had like a mix between a crawfish, an oyster, and chicken. I mean, and I like that's all a, three of them. That's a good description. I like all three of those too. So I was all in from the get go. And you still have so many different ways. You still haven't you tried could, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and then I tried some uh, some of this drink called Gully Wash. Yeah, uh, yeah. Byron's uncle he he showed me it. Uh, yep. What, what was, was that, that? The moonshine of the island, or what? Basically, <laughs> so you mix uh, coconut water with uh, condensed 
evaporated milk, the you know, really thick, sweet one, and some gin. And it's that's so nice and cold. Oh man, it's amazing. So some island gin, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the uh the stereotypical Arkansan here gonna have a stupid question for you, but uh is rum very popular on the islands or is that kind of more of a touristy kind of thing? Uh, I mean, people drink a lot of different types of rum. Like uh, Ricardo is a company that makes coconut rum in the Bahamas. I have a bottle here, actually. It's just really good stuff. But uh, I think so. Would you agree? I think so, yeah. yeah. We still got that piracy in us. Right. The piracy. <laughs> All those rum runners from back in the day. Is there a big... So is Nassau on your island, or am I thinking of the other... Uh, Nassau is the capital island. That's not the island that we're from. Okay. He, he spent a lot of time there. Yeah. Yeah. So in Nassau, do you have a lot of people just trying to show up and do like treasure hunting, et cetera? Kind of the piracy. I got to go find a coin no, or, or no, is, no. is that a thing anymore? No, that's is not that, a thing. Because I'm thinking about trying to do that anyway. So <laughs> no, don't waste your time. <laughs> Look, everything been found. <laughs> right, everything's found. I think no. everything has Dang. been found. There are some things that hasn't been found as yet, but as locals, we don't really care about it. Right. So. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I figured it's kind of like, you know, we have different sites here like I, i've always lived 45 minutes from stuttgart arkansas world <laughs> capital of duck hunting and and i'm like yeah been there i don't really care to go back I much i mean you know so it's we we become kind of used to it and and that's kind of you know the experience y'all get to come up here and do some uh duck hunting etc that's that's kind of you know, a similar, I guess, thought there. Something that's cool about you talking about treasure in the Bahamas. If you look at a map of the Bahamas, Nassau is the center island surrounded by 700 other islands all around it. And the reason they made that the capital is because when pirates would come, they wanted the island that's the most protected by the outer islands. So if you go to Nassau, there's still remnants of what, five forts? Five. Of five forts, uh, placed strategically around the island to protect the inbound waters. So there's still cannons and prisons and everything. So they had the main treasury on that island. So that's why you won't find gold anywhere else, because they kept it all in Nassau and pretty protected by those forts. Yeah, if you, if you watch uh, Black Sails and you enter that type of thing, then Nassau is where it's at. So I, I got to ask if if I could, I'm going to interrupt you there, Sam, for a second. So you guys have been in, in the United States for, I don't know, a few years, I would say. What do you think the biggest difference between the United States and the Bahamas is? You go first. You've been here longer than me. Uh, so I think there's, a, there's multiple answers to that question because I've been to so many different parts of the U.S., and I feel like there's different types of people and there's different experiences in different uh, states. I find that places like Arkansas, oddly enough, are the most similar to the Bahamas to me because the type of people I've encountered in Arkansas have been very polite and mannerly, just family-oriented, close-knit communities where everyone knows everyone, everyone looks out for everyone. So to me, that's a similarity that I've enjoyed, which is why 
I think I've stayed in Arkansas so long. But you do go to other places like uh, well, New York or I've been to places where it's not that, I guess, polite, mannerly environment. And it, I kind of took a little while to adjust to that because I'm so used to everyone speaking, saying, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Like, even if you don't know someone, you're just polite to them. So, yeah, it took a while for me to get used to that. So I think to answer your question, the most the thing that's the most different is the personalities. Mm. So is that like a custom thing or is that like just just how y'all grew up, kind of like how we were? You know, we get slapped silly. Very very family-based, right? There's a lot of that. And then another thing is that the main industry in the Bahamas is tourism. So uh, you're basically bred to be polite and welcoming to people because that's how the country survives. So that's ingrained in us at a very young age. So we kind of grow up being that way. For sure. You it think it sounds like that. Like if I put that in a, a statement, I'm pretty sure the, the close knit family of Arkansas from a Bahamian, that would be like the little woods outdoors motto. Just everybody's one big family here, you know, exactly. Uh, but that's pretty awesome to hear. What I was telling you, something that was so similar. Cause Sam came with me to the Bahamas, right? No one in my family knew that Sam was coming, except my mother, I guess. So we met my uncle out at the bar, and he's like, oh, you're with BJ? Cool. You're cool. Drink whatever you want. Let's go out on the boat. Let's go have fun. You're instantly a part of the family. Yeah. So like, I brought Wani here this weekend, and we went over to your house with, and uh, your dad and John were like, oh, hey, you guys ready to go hunting? Like, it's just, it was the same thing. Two different uh, experiences with the same type of people. Yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah, I wish it was that way everywhere. I yeah, mean, I it's not, though, at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I there's probably bigger parts of Florida that you've probably even been in, Wani, that's not even close to that, huh? Yeah, yeah. I lived in Orlando for a period, and uh, it wasn't as friendly as back home. You know, you would go to some places and you walk into a, a business establishment, you say good morning. And back home, we have a thing of saying good morning. We say it twice. So morning, we'd be morning. like, morning, morning. <laughs> <laughs> so normally I would show up to work and I'd be like, morning, morning. And people would be like, just look at me. Or they'll only be like, morning. Like, like why are you talking? Yeah, Tourette's. Why is he, Tourette? why is he right. saying it? <laughs> so, yeah, just to reiterate what BJ said, the biggest adjustment has been the people. Yeah. You know, because back home, even though people are different, everyone is basically the same, if that makes sense. And and in the U.S., everybody is different. So you never know the experience you're going to get with a person in the U.S. But uh, coming to Arkansas, just like BJ said, is, is a reminder of home. You know, people are friendly. You say good morning, people say morning back. Uh, people treat you like family or friends, you know, once you know someone. So, yeah. A, a good example of that, Juani uh, and I stopped uh, to a, a store at Fort Thompson on the way out to go hunting because we had to grab some shells. And uh, we grabbed four boxes of 20-gauge shells, cause, and we, we just didn't know any better. And walking to the register, was some random guy was like, hey, are you shooting a 12-gauge shotgun or a 20-gauge? He's like, 12-gauge? He's like, well, you may need to get these over here. He was just helpful for no reason. He didn't right. know us. He just knew 
he needed the help. <laughs> <laughs> you were wandering through that store just aimlessly or what? <laughs> well, uh, Sam told us that it would, they would all be on pallets in the middle of the store, so we kind of made a beeline for the pallets. There's a whole, like, a big selection on those pallets. <laughs> That's right. He didn't, he didn't give you much more than that, huh? He gave me everything except for the part that I should have known, the 12 gauge. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Sam is like that GPS that says rerouting all the time. So you might not want to seek any direction from him. So <laughs> That's awesome. I, I think, uh, you know, long story short, Sam getting to go there and, and you guys being up here with us this weekend is, is incredible. And uh, how long do we have you in town, Wani? I actually leave tomorrow morning, but I was telling uh, Sam and BJ that I am willing to go hunting right now. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. had a blast though, huh? Yeah. I thought, it, yes. I thought him, um, we could go coon hunting, but it's been raining, you know, two or three inches. So I figured it'd be pretty muddy out there. Yeah. My boy with the dogs, Jacob, he's off on baby duty tonight. So we're, we're going to have to save that for another time but i think hopefully uh in terms of kind of our future plans this week we're going to try to get back to the two episodes a week status um i i can't thank uh bj wani sam thank y'all for taking time out today i know y'all probably had something better to do I, I, there's probably a good basketball game on tonight uh, but the fact that y'all sat with us and, and chatted was a blast. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think going forward, I'm going to look for some of that family experience down in the Bahamas because I don't know when we're going, but it's pretty nasty this next week. I mean, we might as well go to the beach, BJ. Uh, might as well. Huh? Are you, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be raining, <laughs> freezing rains, maybe a little snow. Uh this would be a perfect week for that. Uh, hunting season's over now for a temporary amount of time. I mean, turkey hunting's coming up, so we'll be Ooh. back at it. But um, I, we've got to get us a trip planned to the Bahamas. And if anybody in the world listens to this, I mean, go to the Bahamas, experience that. I've seen it on Shark Week. BJ's told you about it. Juanie's told you about the food. This, I mean, that place lives off tourism, and everybody needs to go see it. But yeah. – uh, you know, me and Drew here, hopefully I can talk him into a hunt or two before the end of season. And um, here in Arkansas, the duck season does go out Tuesday, so the 31st. So, you know, we're going to kick it off and, and try to end it right. But it was a it, it was a slow start to the season, real dry. It's going to finish good. But, um, again, thanks to everybody for listening. Littlewoods Outdoors, has anybody got anything to say to lead off with? Let's leave it on something good. Jacob, I want to, you know, I know you're not here. I want to say congratulations to you and Jess on the new baby boy. I know you're uh, probably kind of wondering what you're going to do next, but uh, we miss you, buddy. And Juanee, BJ, we're glad to have you, Sam. I love all you guys. Glad y'all got to come on here. And uh, that was a great talk. I, I learned something new and, I uh, got to make fun of Sam and everybody a little bit, so it's always That's a good right. day for me. Well, Sam's a good target. He's he's going to be a good target right after this episode too. So, oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, so let me let's go back to the let's rewind all the way back to the very start um, where we're we're duck hunting. 
So uh, this is Wani's first duck hunt, and uh, this is BJ's maybe five or sixth uh, duck hunt. And uh, he he'll tell you he'll tell you ten or twelve. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but so um, you know, halfway through it, um, we were shooting ducks, um, emptying our guns, and uh, halfway through it. Uh, I I told Wani, I said, hey, shoot that duck on the water. And uh, he pulled up there. He, he got all situated, ready to go. He aimed down the sights, you know, ready to go. And then he pulled the trigger and flinched. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, duck he didn't fever. have to show the gun. So, oh, <laughs> classic. Oh. So... So he flinched like like uh like anybody would. I mean, come on now, we're not a let's we all act hard. But we, we, all tough. we ain't tough. We all flinch when we pull it, and uh, and so th- that was funny. And I was like, you know, what? I'm not gonna laugh because this is my first time meeting the guy. You know, getting to hang around him. So I'll, I'll give him a break. Now you're well, laughing about it. Well, he proceeds to do it two more times. <laughs> <laughs> I almost pulled Byron aside. I said, is this guy special? <laughs> no, he, he, he enjoyed it so much. He just got caught up in the moment, just like we all do outdoors, oh, yeah. you know. I was excited uh, as hell. Uh, I mean, there, there was ducks flying everywhere. everywhere. So, yeah. so, I mean, you, you, really, you really couldn't keep your gun loaded. So. Right. But what a it, great it was, way to end it. <laughs> I mean, everybody, I mean, that just shows you, man, uh, Wani, you got to experience it firsthand. The excitement with hunting these ducks, man, it's, it's like a rush. I mean, just like anything else. So, uh, again, everybody, thanks for listening. Great ending story, Sam. And I hope everybody enjoyed Little Woods Outdoors. Have a great evening.